Hey, Bestie. Welcome back to your Orthodox Besties podcast. We are your hosts, Miriam and Mary, and we're so glad you're here tuning into candid conversations about your burning questions. If you're new to the podcast, this is a hotline style show for youth and young adults, meaning you write in your questions and we discuss them here in a short, sweet, and significant dialogue. Through our faith, experience, and knowledge, we hope to challenge your thoughts, encourage you to better understand yourself, and help you see the value you bring to this world as Christ intended. Please remember that every situation is unique to its circumstances, and our answers are not meant to be prescriptive in any way. And with that in mind, let's dive in to today's question. Okay, so we are especially excited today because we have a guest speaker with us. So welcome, Sevan. Uh, Sevan is a well-being counselor who is currently working in community services. And prior to that, she worked as an individuals, couples, and family therapist. She has a master's degree in clinical psychology from Baghdad University. She has a diploma in addiction recovery for supporting youth and families from CDI College. And interestingly enough, she also worked as a scriptwriter and editor in Abu Dhabi TV with a focus on mental health, self-improvement, and psychosocial educational programs. So that is my very long way of saying she knows a lot more than we do. So thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. And I'm glad to be here with you ladies. We're so glad you're here. Okay, we're just going to dive right in. So the question today that we're hopefully going to answer together is, as a mental health specialist, what are some healthy ways to view mental health illness, like depression and anxiety, etc.? How do we involve God in our journey? The first thing is the mental health illnesses is like other illnesses. It's like we have physical illnesses, and we have also a mental health. The human being is involved or content of three parts. The physical, the body, our body, and our mind, brain. And also we have the, our spirit too. And these three things, it must be working together in a harmonious ways. We can't separate anyone from each one, definitely. The thing is... Some people, they find if I am physically, I'm okay, I'm good. This is not correct. Because if your mind also, it's defect or suffering from any things, make them to worry, anxious, your body also, it will feel you are not good. You are not feeling well and your spirit too. But unfortunately, they say the mental health illnesses, it is punishment from God. And this is totally not correct. God create the humans being in a very, very good shape and perfectly. That means when he's create us, he create us in a good harmony. It's like the universe. If there is one thing is unbalanced, all the universe, it will be disaster. It's the same thing for the mental illnesses. Sometimes I will be anxious. Sometimes I need to be worried. Sometimes I will be under stress. But everything is balancing in one thing. If one of these going to the left side or to the right side, that means I disbalance my mental health status. So you know what? You actually raised a really important point here that I think maybe we need to clarify before we go any further, which is 
what is actually the difference between classifying a mental health illness like depression, I have depression or anxiety versus I'm having a natural reaction of sad thoughts or worried thoughts to a particular circumstance? Because I think the question, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the question is really geared towards how do I look at these classifications in a healthy way? Or do we just label things as like depression, anxiety, and what does that do to us? The thing is people, they know the terms, but they don't know how to use it. If you are obsessively under stress and you can't make the decision, that means affected to my performance in a work, I can't sleep, in my relationship with my husband, wife, my colleague, my friend, I lost my appetite to eat and think. I can't do my hobbies and activities. If I have a decline in all my daily life, that means here I need specialist help. There is something wrong. But because we are working, we are moving, we are driving, you will feel you are under stress. You will feel there is something to worry you. That means normal. But when it's negatively affect my daily life, I need to stop. And I need to say, I need help. In this case, we will go to the classification. The second thing is very important. It's very easy to give the label. This is depression. This is anxiety. This is post-traumatic disorder. This is schizophrenic. The labeling, the diagnosis, the terms, it will not help me. I need to find the solution because sometimes combination between the anxiety, depression, all these things, how you will classify yourself. In which category? Which treatment? Mm. We need to avoid the labeling. The label is not, it's not the solution. I can definitely see how identifying as a person with depression or a person with anxiety can definitely alter your life. And I do agree with you that saying I am a person who is experiencing depression or I'm a person who is going through anxiety or having anxiety through this particular situation could help my mindset and could help me feel like I could change that or maybe avoid the symptoms or avoid the situations or whatever it might be, the negative thinking to help prevent it from being a lifelong situation. Is that what you're trying to say? Yes. You know, something else that you said that I really, really liked, which was about how big of an effect these feelings are having on your life. And so I think a lot of the times when we're going through difficult times in life, there's a circumstance that we can point to and say, I'm going through a very difficult time, whether it's a breakup or uh, a difficult um, time in school, I'm failing one of my exams, or I'm struggling with my parents and we're fighting all the time, or something that you can point to and say, okay, there's a reason why I'm feeling this way. And not being so quick to immediately label myself with depression or anxiety is actually in my best interest because what I'm hearing from you is that making yourself a victim by giving yourself that label is actually working against you and not for you. Yes, please don't diagnose yourself with this terminology because till today, we have lots of misunderstanding for these terms. Till today, there is lots of people doesn't know what is differences between the sadness, worries, depression, and moody. 
just four feelings and people doesn't know how they put themselves in these emotions. This is very important to know. The second thing, you are not specialist to diagnose under which classifications you are. That means you need to ask the specialist to diagnose based on the criteria. And each country, they have different criteria to classify this person. Because, for example, in, in Iraq, classification for depression is different than here in Canada. This is very important. If you are there, you are depressed. Maybe here you will not be depressed. Depends the environment. And the third one, if you are struggling in these feelings, you need to express about these feelings. Just you are talking and open your heart with the somebody doesn't give you any judgment any blaming and you feel you are free of these feelings and in the other hand there is some people they listening my friend suffering from this thing that means i am also i have the same symptoms i'm feeling the same feeling and he labeling himself based on his friend or based on the one of the writers because my father my mother she's suffering that means i am too i'm in the same categories okay so let's say that a person does get diagnosed or a friend gets diagnosed as a person with depression or anxiety. How do I, as a person who loves my friend or as a person who loves myself, view that in a positive way as opposed to thinking so negatively about the fact that I am now a person with depression or my friend has depression or I have anxiety? Instead of making it my identity, how can I view it in a positive way? When you are suffering from the stomach or you have headache, you need to take a treatment to relieve these headaches too. The mental illness is the same. You need to know what is it and what type of medication. Medication is not necessary to be the tablet. Maybe you need to change your lifestyle. You need to know the coping skills. You need to know what is makes you to feel these things. Psychotherapists, they use the uh, behavioral therapy, behavioral techniques, deep breathing, relaxation, yoga, your connection with God. There is lots of things, sport, walking, talking with anyone, the music, all these techniques, they help the person to be calmed down from the depression and anxiety. Unless, unless the therapist, they will give the treatment if there is a chemical changing in the brain. You need some medication to support. The positive things we need to know, the mental illnesses, it's like physical illnesses. It's the one body. We can't separate. This body needs help. I'm going to the, to the physician to diagnose what I need and make lots of analysis just to need to know what is the diagnosis. <clears throat> also the psychiatrist, psychotherapist, psychologist, these people also, they have their own lab too. They will be analysis and they will support you through the medication or through the psychotherapy techniques. So I think that's a perfect lead in actually to the second part of the question, which is how then do we involve God in this journey? And I think looking at it from two different directions, which is if we have a diagnosed depression or anxiety versus when you're going through, let's say, a circumstance where it's very natural that you have depressed or anxious thoughts, where does God fit into all of this? We can't separate and we can't say I have a good body and I'm healthy. That means I'm with God or the opposite. If I'm 
not healthy that means i need god please help me where are you why i'm suffering struggling with these things it's our relationship with him that means i need god 24 hours it's not only when i'm diagnosed there is some people they think this is kind of punishment because i'm not pray because i do my mistakes i have a lot of sins that means it's a kind of punishment i need now to go to pray and this person going to pray 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 but the diagnosis of the depression it's not it's not gone okay that means it's not about god punishment no it's how we can understand our relationship with god that means I need God 24 hours, like the Wi-Fi. It's not when it's this contact with the Wi-Fi, there is no God, I will feel the depression. No. Sometimes we have this struggle. It's not to test or to put God in an experimental situation. It's our experience. How can I find myself? I am strong enough and trust in God. This is very important. You know, I think... Everyone's spiritual journey is so unique and also so challenging, even on a good day. You know, even when you're not struggling with things like depression and anxiety, it can be very difficult to constantly include God in our everyday lives. And I can only imagine that when you are going through a difficult time where you're feeling especially low in energy, for example, or um, especially occupied with your thoughts, that that would make it even harder to reach out to God and to ask for his involvement in helping to deal with those feelings. Are there any specific strategies that you would recommend that would be helpful for practically including God into our day-to-day lives? when we're struggling with things like depression and anxiety yes definitely it's besides the prey we need to do some work also in psychology we encourage people in depression or in anxiety put yourself to work and to help others when you work volunteering when you work with others that means you will make them to feel happy when you make them to feel happy you will feel happy too that means you make god happy too this is how you involve god in your practicing in daily life mm-hmm. it's not only in one time two time it is practicing on a daily life this is unconditional love this is you need to give we don't put any expectation what i'm giving because I'm helping when I, the love, that means when you are giving love, that means you are already working with the God. That means God, is, it's already, it's, it's working with me. I'm involved. Your depression and the anxiety is feeling, it's come reduced because you are involved. You're, you are controlling for your thoughts for depression. You can't control, but when you are working physically and you are helping people, this is one. Second thing, when you are make some meditation, Christian meditation, you need to be with yourself. Con- create that time. Just sit alone. Don't say anything. We learned from our, what is it, our family, we, our church. We praying, 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 talking, talking. We listen our voice. We don't have time to listen our soul, how it's working. After that, the silent, you feel you have lots of energy. Your mind be very peaceful. This thoughts, just concentrate. I don't need things, just I want to be with God in this situation. 
The second one you need to be appreciated for everything. When I open my eyes in the morning, I say, thank you. Just say thank you. Don't say for what. Just thank you, God, for everything. When you be appreciated for these things, that means I really am involving God in all my journey. We are not practicing it because our mind is very busy scheduling our agenda for the day. To my understanding, though, someone with depression or anxiety, they're not busy. And that's the reason why sometimes they feel that way. Maybe the reason they're in depression or anxiety or feel that way is because they're constantly in their own head. And they're reassessing particular situations and um, circumstances that make them believe or make them diagnosed with depression or anxiety. So if my brain is actually not busy and I'm still feeling as negative as I do, how do I incorporate God in my daily habits or routines if I'm constantly actually sitting with myself and I'm not able to get out of bed to do my regular chores, I'm not able to get out of bed to go see friends, I'm with myself and I'm trying to incorporate God and I'm trying to thank God for everything, but I mentally cannot do that. I cannot get there. The thing is that the person who's in depression and anxiety is not, um, he's busy too. He's busy with his thoughts. I can't say he's not busy. He's busy with the thoughts because he can't control for the, he doesn't have the control for these thoughts. That's why he doesn't have time to stop these thoughts and to do another things. He's alone because he doesn't have that the motivation to do these things. Doesn't have anything to do. Doesn't have the interest to do. What we need to help these people, what to do? We need some people to support them because alone he can't do anything. He needs help from the outside. That means friend, family member, people, stu students, teachers. We can't force them. He needs somebody to love this person, to take him out. What you mentioned now about the loneliness. The loneliness is not about he's not busy because he's busy with by himself. It's very difficult to take that person out because he can't. He needs my help. In that situation, I can't talk with him to do the God's things because these people, he will say, I know, I know. He will tell me, go and pray, go do these things. No, okay, just come. I need just come with me. Look what I'm doing. When you take him different situation, different place, in that time he will feel something different. It's not about the talk, it's about the action. So it sounds like you're saying changing the environment, putting yourself in situations where you might be forced to get out of your own head. You might be forced even to interact with the pain of others or to focus on someone else's mm -hmm. concerns, that in and of itself forces you out of the constant, you know, ruminating over your own thoughts and worries and, and pain. And that in and of itself is a strategy. And then the second strategy you mentioned was around just being able to be mindful in the moment so it's not just about being alone it's not just about having your own space and giving yourself that time to 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 think but actually giving yourself an environment where you are receptive to hearings hearing god's voice yes the thing is the depression and the, it's a circle what we needed to cut the circle it looks like the electricity if the circle is closed that means you have light. If the circle is open, you don't have light. 
we need to practice these things to learn and to teach the people how to broke this the thoughts circle. That's amazing. And thank you so much, Sivan, for giving us all these wonderful tips and your insight on all these situations and circumstances. And we really hope that our audience will will take this and resonate with it and hopefully take something positive out of it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in today. Just a reminder that if anything we've said resonated with you, be sure to take a moment to reflect and pray. If you need more guidance or support, please seek out a trusted friend, family member, mentor, or mental health professional. None of the views expressed during this recording are the official stance of the Orthodox Church. And on that note, we're your hosts, Miriam and Mary, and it was so great catching up with you today. Till next time, love you, bestie.